Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM640 Los Angeles, Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. Well, good morning and welcome to a Wednesday, December 11th. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Here's what's just ahead for your wake-up call. President Trump has used the impeachment process as another issue to rally his supporters around. Joe Biden is coming back to Southern California. Lancaster is looking to ban groups from feeding the homeless in public spaces. 505 will talk with ABC's Aaron Katursky. A police officer, three civilians, and two attackers were killed during a mass shooting in New Jersey yesterday. Aaron will have more on what might have prompted the shooting and the stories behind some of the victims coming up. But let's begin with some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. President Trump has used the impeachment process as another issue to rally his supporters around. This is the lightest impeachment in the history of our country. Trump told supporters in Hershey, Pennsylvania yesterday, his administration is delivering victories for the American people. The radical left Democrats and the failed Washington establishment are trying to erase your votes, nullify the election and overthrow our democracy. Not going to happen. Don't worry about it. He says Republicans have never been so united because they understand the impeachment is all a hoax. Joe Biden is returning to Southern California. He's expected to attend at least two fundraisers tonight in L.A. and one in Santa Monica. Biden's also expected back in L.A. next week when Loyola Marymount University will host the next Democratic debate. Well, city leaders in Lancaster have postponed a vote on banning feeding the homeless in some public spaces. Officials say leftover trash has become a health hazard. Councilman Ken Mann argues it's safer to have a special facility to feed the homeless. I would hope that you would want to give them assurances the same as what we require out of a business today with the public serving food. Now, if the ordinance passes, it would require groups to get a permit before serving serving food in parks. Food distribution would not be allowed at all on sidewalks. L.A. County's Board of Supervisors has voted to legally challenge a federal rule change that could cut food benefits for more than 300,000 people in the area. The rule taking effect in April will take make it more difficult for states to waive federal work requirements for people on food stamps. Supervisor Hilda Solis says the new rule would hurt people who make ends meet through seasonal or just part-time jobs. Los Angeles is creating more affordable housing. The L.A. City Council has voted to allow only affordable units to be built on city-owned land slated for housing. Council President Herb Wesson says he introduced the proposal because not enough affordable housing is being developed at a fast enough pace. The restrictions go into effect January 1st. Deborah Mark, KFI News. L.A. County has traded in the Kelly Blue Book 
for a blacklist. We don't want to buy any Toyotas or Fiat Chrysler products or General Motors products. Supervisor Sheila Kuehl says those car makers have decided to help the Trump administration roll back California's emission standards so the county won't buy from them anymore, which could be difficult. Well, we've got a lot of Priuses. I mean, we uh, we loved buying the Priuses. But Kuehl and Supervisor Janice Hahn say this is a matter of clean air principle. We need to send a big, huge message to the automakers. The county spends between 20 and $30 million a year buying cars. The ban was approved yesterday in L.A. Chris Carlo, KFI News. Orange County's DA says new grant money will help fight an increase in DUIs. I don't know if it's because people are getting complacent. OCDA Todd Spitzer says DUIs are up despite years of progress with anti-DUI campaigns and the increased access to ride-sharing. Our goal is not to prosecute people and put them in jail. Our goal is to keep people from engaging in this reckless behavior. Half of an almost $1.5 million grant will go to a special team of prosecutors that uses cutting-edge tech to fight DUIs. The county will use the other half to teach its aggressive model to law enforcement statewide. In Orange County, Corbin Carson, KFI News. All right, I'm going to give you 15 seconds here. 15 seconds to think about who Time Magazine's Person of the Year is this year. I'll give you hints. It's not a male. It is a female. She's young. Uh, no doubt you've seen her face. She's not American. Any ideas? All right, time's up. Time Magazine's Person of the Year is 16-year-old Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg. Thunberg started a global movement of school kids walking out to protest climate change. She also made headlines in September for scowling at President Trump and calling out UN leaders. You all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. She has repeatedly resisted accolades and asked leaders to take action instead of talking and handing out awards. Toonberry has also been called an inspiration to other kids who are on the autism spectrum. A federal judge says President Trump cannot use military money to build a border fence. And the Justice Department says it will appeal the decision. Yesterday afternoon, the judge in Texas said he didn't want to minimize the importance of border security, but that concern cannot override the public's interest in the executive branch complying with the law. More than $6 billion were taken from 127 military construction projects to build 175 miles of new fencing in Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and California. The Supreme Court had already ruled that Trump could use $2.5 billion that also had been diverted from the Pentagon. Steve Gregory, KFI News. A former federal lawyer is suing the Justice Department and the FBI for releasing her anti-Trump text. Attorney Lisa Page says the agencies illegally forwarded her messages to the media. One of Page's messages to former FBI agent Peter Strzok questioned if Donald Trump would win in 2016. Strzok wrote Trump wouldn't win because they would stop it. Strzok has said he meant he didn't think that voters would support Trump. Let's say good morning now to ABC's Aaron Katursky. Aaron, let's get the latest now on this awful shooting in New Jersey yesterday. Give us just how the whole thing started. Well, it, it all began with the killing of a veteran police detective in a cemetery uh, by two suspects, a man and a woman, who may have been wanted for, for in connection with a homicide. Uh, it, it, the exact interaction isn't, isn't clear. At first, they thought maybe they were uh, drug suspects, uh, but, but for some reason, this detective had been either surveilling or happened upon 
these two suspects. They shoot the detective 15 years on the fourth wife, five kids. He's dead. And then these guys go to take refuge at a, at a kosher supermarket in Jersey City. Now, this is where it gets a little weird, Jen, because there's a, a four-hour b- barrage of gunfire, uh, an exchange with police that lasts forever. The guys are, the, the, the man and the woman, the suspects are heavily armed. They, they may have been wearing tactical gear, and they were moving throughout the building where this kosher supermarket is. The mayor of Jersey City says that that kosher supermarket was a deliberate choice for religious reasons. It doesn't seem to make any sense why they were targeting a kosher supermarket after they had killed a cop and fleeing from police. But for whatever reason, the authorities seem to believe that this was uh, a targeted killing or and, and, and may have been uh, ultimately a bias crime. Yeah, that's it's interesting because it doesn't seem like they knew that they were going to this cop was going to stumble upon them or find them or whatever the case may be. So why why would they know then to go right to this kosher supermarket? That you're right, that just doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, it, it, it you know, listen, I'm I'm no cop and I I've watched Law and Order, but that's about the extent of it. The, I mean, you could you could easily see they kill a cop, they need they they think they're going to flee and they need money. They know the kosher supermarket is a successful business. There's cash there. So why not hit that up to rob it uh, when when police intervene now? But 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 for some reason, police say that that there's more to it. And maybe we'll find out when they when they brief us a short time later this morning. Did I also hear that there was a U-Haul involved in this whole thing? It was um, th- at some point they had stolen a U-Haul you know, van or whatever. And inside uh, the authorities called in the bomb squad because they they thought there may have been a, an incendiary device. We don't know the status. The bomb squad came in. They checked it out. It looked like a possible pipe bomb. Whether it actually was workable or not, we don't know. But um, it really does raise questions about who these suspects were. Uh, they're both dead, and so are three civilians who were inside the kosher supermarket. And uh, at least two of them are believed to be Orthodox Jews. And do we know anything about them as far as male, female, ages, any of that? The suspects or the civilians? The civilians. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think a man, a woman, I, you know, I, uh, they, the authorities really haven't said much about, the, about the, um, the, the, the civilians, but we believe one of them may have been the wife of the owner of the supermarket. Mm. Maybe another one was a customer. Uh, hard to say for yeah. sure. And so, yeah, they'll release, obviously, more information today. But, Aaron, yeah, just a bizarre story. I'll be intrigued to find out, uh, you know, what the motive was or how police came to this conclusion that the kosher deli was targeted. And uh, interesting. All right. Thank you so much for the update. Okay, Jeff. All right. See you later. That's ABC's Aaron Katursky. Just, uh, it's just odd. But they were wearing the tactical gear. So did that cop have a heads up? Was he surveilling them? Is that how he he didn't just stumble upon them? He knew where he was going, what he was doing? I, I don't know. We'll find out, along with Aaron. All right, some of the other stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Saudi Arabia's oil company has gained 10% in its first few moments of public trading. Uh, Aramco, Aramco is the first most valuable listed company in the world with a value of nearly $2 trillion. It's also had the biggest initial public offering in history. 
The U.S. military has given back four military bases to South Korea. The land return today was the biggest since 2015 and part of a larger process of consolidation. Apparently, the South Koreans are planning to use the land that was turned over today to turn into a park. A lawsuit's trying to force the UC system to scrap standardized tests. The central claim is that the SAT and ACT discriminate against certain groups. Black and Latino students tend to do poorly in comparison to white students. Lawyer Gregory Ellis says the tests also favor students from families with higher incomes. He says the lawsuit filed yesterday proposes a different metric for university admissions. Using high school grades has long been known to be the best predictor of how well students will achieve in college. Andrew Mullenbeck, KFI News. I want to give a shout out this morning to a CHP officer whose name is Robert, or, I'm sorry, This let me tell the story from the view of Officer Robert Gomez. So CHP is called to a woman who is distraught or causing some sort of disturbance at the DMV in South Central, right? So CHP shows up. And they find this woman who is just... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She's crying. She she clearly can't communicate with people. It's it's very hard to figure out what she needs, what she wants. So Officer Rodriguez, is he's identified, realizes, wait a minute, the reason that this woman is so sort of out of control and, and you know, distraught and, and kind of freaking people out right now is that she can't communicate with them because she uses sign language. He knows sign language. He helps it, helps use her, he uses the sign language that he knew to not only help identify the woman, help her apply for an ID card, even paid for it out of his own pocket. And uh, I mean, it's just a very cool story where here a cop gets called out to a woman who's creating some sort of a disturbance realizes all she does is need some help, can't get anybody to help her. She's frustrated and goes the extra mile to rectify the situation. Hey, you know, cops, you guys don't get nearly enough credit for just doing stuff like that. And I'm sure this kind of stuff happens on a daily basis. But when, you know, it runs across my desk, I just want to give you guys a a shout out because a lot of those stories go unsung and uh, they need to be told. L.A. County Democrats have endorsed the challenger to the current district attorney, Jackie Lacey. George Gascon is the former DA of San Francisco. The L.A. County Democrats sided with him nearly four to one in last night's endorsement vote. Progressive groups like Black Lives Matters have been critical of Jackie Lacey's decisions in cases involving use of force by police. Santa Monica police say they know a man who tried to strangle a random woman He's been arrested in Sacramento now. The woman in Santa Monica was walking home from a grocery store last month when a man grabbed her from behind and knocked her to the ground. He then choked her as she went in and out of consciousness. The attacker was apparently scared off by a passing car. Well, the Library of Congress is added to the National Film Registry. A record six of the 25 selected films were directed or co-directed by women, including Real Women Have Curves, My Name is Una, and A New Leaf. 
Kevin Smith's 1994 Clerks was the biggest public vote-getter, Prince's 1984 Purple Rain, Spike Lee's 1986 She's Gotta Have It, the Disney classics Sleeping Beauty and Old Yeller made it, along with Oscar winners Platoon and Amadeus. Bill Seward, KFI News. When we come back, we'll talk tech with KTLA's Rich DeMiro. Google Chrome has a plan to notify you if your password was stolen. We'll tell you about that. And Rich has a really cool story about a firefighter who came up with a device that will automatically close your bedroom door in the event of a fire. So we'll talk about all of that with Rich. Also, Google Trends are out, along with traffic on the five and your forecast on your wake-up call. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's a Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. President Trump has used the impeachment process as another issue to rally his supporters. Trump told supporters in Hershey, Pennsylvania yesterday his administration is delivering victories for the American people. He says Republicans have never been so united because they understand the impeachment is all a hoax. And Joe Biden is coming back to SoCal. He's expected to attend at least two fundraisers tonight in L.A. and Santa Monica. He's also expected back in L.A. next week when Loyola Marymount University will host the next Democratic debate. 535, it's our business buzz with CNBC's Jane Wells. Jane's in Vegas for a marijuana business and investors convention. We're going to talk about how the industry overall is doing or maybe not doing in California and why that is. But right now, let's talk a little tech. Say good morning to KTLA's Rich DeMiro. You can find his website, richontech.tv. Follow him on social media, at Rich DeMiro. And check out his new book, which I affectionately refer to as the perfect stocking stuffer, 101 iPhone Tips and Tricks. Rich, good morning. Good morning to you, Jennifer. Thank you. It is a good stocking stuffer. It's perfect. I did it last year for my husband. And uh, although I got one uh, that you graciously signed for me this year, Complete with a specific tip just for me. It's going to be tough to re-gift to him. I know, exactly, since my name's in it. All right, let's talk about now Google Chrome with this plan to notify you if your password was stolen. That's pretty cool. Yeah, new version of Google Chrome adding some security protections. And I actually went up to Google a couple years back and uh, interviewed the team that works on Chrome. They are very serious about security when it comes to Chrome and protecting web browser or web browsers, I guess you can say, like the people that use the web. Yeah. Um, Uh, So the number one new feature they're adding is now Chrome will warn you if your password has been stolen. So when you type your password into a website, uh, Chrome is basically going to check it against a database of passwords that have been stolen. And if they find that it has been, they're going to warn you and say, hey, you need to change this password. And it's something that if you have a password manager, that generally does. Like if you use LastPass or Dashlane, they have very similar features, but not everyone uses that. And a lot of people reuse passwords. So this can be pretty handy, a, kind of a wake-up call when you see this and saying, hey, this password that you use all over the place is being, you, is being uh, you know, was compromised. You might think twice and go and change that. I love that you call it a wake-up call. <laughs> Best name for it, right? No pun intended. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some of the Google year-end trends that came out at midnight. I kind of love the year-end trends. This just came out. So number one search in 2019, Disney Plus. Which wow. makes sense. I did a video on Disney Plus on uh, YouTube, and uh, man, it's just crazy how many views that got just because people are really interested in that. Uh, they go through a whole bunch of stuff. I'm looking for the interesting stuff. Okay, diets. 
intermittent fasting diet. That's number one. Okay. Number two, Dr. CB diet. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Number three, the Noom diet. Number four, 1,200 calories diet. That sounds restricting. Yeah. <laughs> and number five, the Golo diet. Things you didn't even know were, are out there are on this list. Let's see. Number one, movie, Avengers, Endgame. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, here we go. Uh, songs, Old Town Road, number one. Oh, boy. <laughs> jo- so John and Alex right are- Right till I can't. No. Yeah. Uh, yes. Seven Rings, number two. Also, John. Yes. Ariana John, Grande. Are you, yes. Are you listening? John, why didn't you jump in with your Ariana up. Grande rendition there? Huh, he didn't like that one. <laughs> um, and then anyway, so they, they've got this video, uh, You're in Search 2019. Uh, you got to watch it if you want a little pump of inspiration this morning. It is phenomenal. Uh, about the 145 mark, Jennifer, uh, see how that affects you. It, okay. it really affected me. Really? So, yeah, it's only like a two-minute video, but uh, just watch it. Do yourself a favor. Uh, go to uh, Google... Dot, go to g.co slash 2019, g.co slash 2019, or just look at my Twitter. Okay, I was just going to say, if you tweet that out, all right, and follow him, like I said, at Rich DeMero, he'll tweet that out in a second. And tell us about this segment that you've got coming up on KTLA, a firefighter who's come up with something really cool. Yeah, pretty interesting. So I didn't realize this, but I guess a lot of experts in the firefighting world recommend that you sleep with your bedroom door closed because if there's ever a fire, it uh, has less of a chance of reaching you and you have more time to escape from your room. Basically, it just helps to keep the temperature and the toxics out of your room uh, with the door closed. But a lot of people don't want to sleep with the door closed, especially kids. So this firefighter came up with something called the Life Door, and it's a small device that you attach to the back of your bedroom door or your kid's bedroom door. And when it senses the sound of a smoke alarm, fire alarm, it will close the door. Does it, I mean, does it uh, secure it? Does it, I mean, of course you think, oh God, are you trapped in there? What, what? Or well, does it just shut it? It just shuts the door. And so apparently uh, in their studies, it, they say that you have more time for firefighters to rescue you if you're in a closed door room. Um, you know, and this is all given depending on the fire, obviously. If it's if the fire is somewhere else in the house and you can safely get out, you can just open the door. But it's really interesting that, uh, you know, they came up with this thing. I didn't realize this whole situation. But I will tell you this, Jennifer. When I was in Louisiana doing, uh, you know, reporting, consumer reporting, we did a story where I heard that kids sleep through smoke alarms. And I didn't believe it. We got up at midnight in someone's house, set up the cameras and everything, did the smoke alarms with the kids sleeping, and they slept right through them. I oh, could not no believe kidding. it. It's it's one of the stories that has, that has stayed with me forever. Do your kids sleep with their door shut? They do not, but you know, it's one of these things where they're scared. I I leave it about an inch cracked, but I guess that doesn't yeah. even matter. You got to have it fully closed. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll all be closing our doors tonight. I do. I'm one of those who's always slept with the door closed. Really? I think <laughs> I think as a kid that I thought I don't know if, that my parents wouldn't hear me like sneaking a phone call or something. So maybe since I was younger and trying to be sneaky, I slept with the door closed. Interesting. But okay. Yeah. Well, you're you're doing something right then. I so guess that's it good. Didn't even know it. All right, Rich. Thank you so much. I know you got to run. Rich is going to be on KTLA in just a second. That's where you can find him every morning. But again, it's richontech.tv or follow him on social media at Rich DeMero. And of course, his book, 101 iPhone Tips and Tricks. Thank you, Rich. Talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Jennifer. Right, Bye-bye. See you later. I'm gonna ride till I, can't no more. I mean, really, John? Really? Ever since that song came out, John loves that song. I I didn't hate the song. I didn't love the song. It was just a song. But then John loved it so much and it got played over 
and over. You know that song that just gets overplayed? And then when you hear it again, you want to punch somebody in the stomach the minute that you hear it again? Like right now, John's just lucky he's in another room. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. John. One of the largest gingerbread contests in Southern California teaches kids to use science when working with candy and cookies. The delicious aroma at the Discovery Cube contest suggests a lot of building materials for the more than 200 entries were probably eaten. Toast Kitchen and Bakery chef turned gingerbread judge John Park says kids as young as three had to use creative engineering and critical thinking. One of the contestants, they use uh, mini marshmallows to make little sheep. As part of a candy farmhouse, Park says another front runner was a dessert tree house. A gingerbread house on top of a, a tree that they built, so that, I thought that was really nice as well. Categories include Best Buy Classroom and Best Holiday theme at the Discovery Cube in Santa Ana, Corbin Carson, KFI News. That sounds fun and yummy. And uh, I want to say good morning to future. Not the future. To, well, I guess she is the future. But a white rhino born last month at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park has been named future for what the calf represents to the rhino conservation worldwide. The baby, I guess, is bonding with her mom and frolicking, as they put it, in a maternity ward. Future's new favorite thing is mud. Now that's a kid for you. She sees a puddle and she wants to roll in it. Well, she's a baby. Of course she does. Now, Future was born November 21st to an 11-year-old mother named Amani at 19 days old. I said she was a baby and she liked to jump in puddles. But at 19 days old, little Future was 193 pounds. But wait, she could weigh 20 times that when she's fully grown. So there you go. Future is the new white rhino at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Welcome to the world, little future. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with CNBC's Jane Wells all about the marijuana industry and how it's doing or maybe how it's not doing in California. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's a Wednesday. Welcome to it. I'm Jennifer Jones Lee and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. City leaders in Lancaster have postponed a vote on banning feeding the homeless in some public places. Officials say leftover trash has become a health hazard. If the ordinance passes, it would require groups to get a permit before serving food in parks. 
Food distribution would not be allowed at all on sidewalks. And L.A. County's Board of Soups has voted to legally challenge a federal rule change that would cut food benefits for more than 300,000 people in the area. The rule taking effect April 1st will make it more difficult for states to waive federal work requirements for people on food stamps. News is brought to you by Sunlux Energy. 5.50 this morning, we'll talk with ABC's Ryan Burrow. So you know Clint Eastwood's new movie, Richard Jewell, all about the man who was hailed as a hero at first and then he was a villain in the 1996 Olympic Centennial Park bombing? Well, that movie is getting some criticism, not about the, the story necessarily, not about the movie itself, but about how one character specifically a reporter, is portrayed in that movie. In fact, there's already a lawsuit. So Ryan will explain the whole thing coming up. But right now, let's say hello, take you to Vegas. It's CNBC's Jane Wells. Jane, good morning. How's Vegas, or can you tell me? Uh, it's it, Well, it's cold right now. I'm waiting for Starbucks to open. But other than that, it's great. <laughs> okay, good. I was, you know, thinking the whole what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I didn't know, you know, how uh, long no, you'd been no, there. I, no, I, uh, I got up at, uh, I got up at, 2.15, and uh, not for anything that you should get up for that early in Vegas. So, no. <laughs> okay, Sorry. good. All right, so why are you there? Explain it to people. Okay, so I'm at MJ BizCon, which is the largest uh, marijuana business conference, and uh, 35,000 people are going to be here. And it's really happening in, in what some have called, like, the dot-com bust for the marijuana industry or the 2008 for the marijuana industry. 2019 has not been good for the legal cannabis business, whether here or in Canada, a lot of reasons for that. But basically, it's just taking a lot longer for the business to roll out than people expected. And if you were if you owned shares in cannabis companies this year, you probably have not done well. The top six publicly traded companies have lost a combined twenty five billion dollars in market value uh, since uh, March. And so the question wow. is. Is it going to get better in 2020? Are, are these sort of log jams of supply versus demand and retail stores going to get, you know, fixed? California has its own issues where the illegal market is just so, so dominant uh, and it's hard to compete when you're paying all these taxes. So that's really what's going on here is what's 2020 going to look like? And people are hoping that um, that the, the legal situation has bottomed and will start to improve. Well, I know one of the biggest um, complaints in California has been feeling like the cart was put before the horse in the sense of we don't even have banks that will take the money of, from these different cannabis places. Yep. I mean, simple, simple things like that that you were like, wait, nobody thought of that in the first place. Is that are well, we seeing that across the country, too? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, particularly in, in the U.S., because most banks won't touch it because it's still federally illegal and it's too much of a hassle to do the due diligence. But it's interesting you should bring that up because there is a company in Silicon Beach called Wave there in Venice, which is started by some serial tech entrepreneurs. And they have partnered with a company called Hyper that is at, together. They've actually come up with a digital payment system with about a couple dozen credit unions or state chartered banks that are willing to dip into this so that they can start to remove all the cash that's flowing in this business. So at Wave is coming up with this B2B business-to-business payment system so retailers can pay their distributors and their manufacturers through credit, you know, a credit card-like system. Because I'm telling you, Jennifer, there, most of this business is still done in cash, yeah. which is not safe, not clean. And, and customers, these millennials coming into these stores, millennials don't want to use cash. So very slowly, you've got some banks who are willing to take the risk and, and do the due diligence with companies like this. But that's a big detriment 
The other big detriment is still uh, on the retail side, these state legal pot companies cannot make traditional business deductions uh, that other businesses can make. The IRS won't let them. Still got to pay the IRS your taxes. It won't let you make the same deductions. So in places like California in particular, it's really really difficult to compete. Um, And when is that going to change? I don't know. Like what? Like what can't they deduct that other businesses can? They can't deduct uh, uh, rent. They can't deduct uh, payroll. Uh, They really can't deduct all the sorts of standard things that as a traditional retail or restaurant or anything can do. So this cuts like by one estimate. I was at this I was at this marijuana superstore here in Vegas yesterday called Planet 13. It's like 120,000 square feet when it's all built out. It's doing five and a half million dollars a month in revenues. But about it. But it's having to pay about 21 percent higher in taxes than any other regular retailer because it can't make these deductions. 21% high. That is a significant amount yeah. of profit that is going out the door. Is it So it's because they're selling something that is not federally recognized? Is that? Yes. Okay. It's, yes. And But the IRS still wants you to pay your tax. That, that's what I was going to say. But yet they'll still take a lot of your money? Uh, they'll take as much as you can. And, and for a while there, and in fact still in some places like in Denver, the IRS office actually installed a cash counting machine because, again, they're dealing with all this cash. So they're trying to come up with banking solutions. I mean, there's some catalysts that may improve the outlook in 2020. Illinois, okay, is about – Illinois has been able to watch all the other states and see what they've done wrong. And well, you've got Chicago there with all the tourism. It's going to have legal cannabis uh, starting January 1st. That could be a catalyst. Up in Canada, they're supposed to get enough retailers out. The problem is a lot of people built up a lot of supply. There's a lot of pot out there. And not as many places have been licensed to sell it as expected right now. And a lot of these publicly traded companies keep issuing more stock to try to get cash to stay afloat. If you think of it back to the dot-com bust, you had Google come out of it. Yay! You also had Pets.com, which died. So we're in this area right now where you don't know who the long-term winners and losers are going to be. What's what's a stupid question, but it, it honestly it leads to something. Do you know what the shelf life of pot is? And if you've got all this pot out there, how long can you have it before you have to, I don't know, do you throw oh. pot away, burn, burn it? I don't know what you do with it. Oh, no. Well, I, you know what? That is a good question. I don't know. I mean, you dry it. It's dry, so right, it has some right. sort of dried herb, and also you can turn it into product. So uh, whether it's uh, oils or tinctures or, or edibles, which probably have a longer shelf life. So, but the problem is, uh, yeah, at the at the uh, at the at the beginning, you just have too much, and the illegal market has been producing pot. And you know, one person said, well, I was talking to an investor yesterday, California is doing everything that's great for legal pot and everything that's terrible. Still produces. Uh, 60% of uh, the illicit market, which it transports all over the country, so it's harming the uh, legal market. But at the same time, all the innovation in terms of uh, production, manufacturing, compliance, and, and even these tech solutions, those are all mostly coming out of California. So 
we're we're an interesting place for this industry, both good and bad. When it comes, I mean, you've got the, the best minds in the business there. They've got to be focused on the illegal pot market. Have they come up with any solutions or do they think that they know of any way that they can combat it? Or if is there any way to do it? If you can't beat them, join them somehow, you know, put the well, two markets together. Um, OK, both of those questions. Yes. Tech. There are so many tech veterans. Uh, Wave, uh, its uh, its main founder is the founding COO of PayPal. Okay, so there's a lot of smart people in this business trying to figure out solutions. And they think one way you can compete against the illegal market is if you have an easier, cleaner experience for customers where they can come in and use a credit card. And it's just, you know, it's, it, and you know, and it's been tested and you know it's a safe product. But um, uh, the other part of your question is, can they marry two together? The truth is, according to a compliance officer I spoke with last week, some legal businesses are still growing illegally on the side to help pay their taxes and their costs. Oh, my so God. So we're in this in-between, uh, inevitable in-between separating the wheat from the chaff period um, where we it, – it, it, everybody's pretty confident legal will get through this. Of course, someday that if, if the federal government legalizes it, then definitely, or even if they make it no longer a Schedule One drug, which equates it with I don't know heroin, so that you know states can move forward, then banks will come in. Then you'll have more things going in, and then you'll have more of established business that can c- compete against the black market, like alcohol did after prohibition. You know, though. Um, I, no, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, no. I, I think the one, the only thing that I can think is, I just, I don't know where you know the black market where you go to buy pot. But I just don't see that, like, the dealer on the street corner has got his, you know, iPad out with his little square on top so that you can run your credit card. So is it that it's so much cheaper on the street? Because I still feel like the millennials not necessarily walking around with, you know, hundreds of dollars in their pocket. It's all it's all about the money. Yes, it's because it's significantly cheaper on the street. And when you can make it worth the premium, if you can bring the premium down and make it worth it. Uh, then people will uh, start to perhaps transition over. They are in other states more than they are in California. California, not so much. And there's there's a whole medical side. You know, if you've been in certain places not paying any taxes on your medical marijuana, why would you want to stop doing that? True. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, what a catch-22 on so many places. I think the most interesting thing, though, is the legal places that are still growing illegally so that they can turn around and pay their taxes for their yeah, legal isn't operation. Yeah. Isn't that, uh, that's so California right there. <laughs> it's very California. Jane, I, I can't wait to hear what comes out of this. I'll be interested to see if these, you know, coming together, if any of these, you know, major minds in this industry can say, hey, we've got a way or hey, we've got the smoking gun. Or if, if nothing else, it seems like just getting these minds together is good just because at least you can collaborate and commiserate and say, hey, we're all facing this one problem. Let's try and fix, you know, let's start here kind of thing. Well, they're working on it, but California is getting ready to raise taxes again on January 1st. So that's where the problem needs to be solved. California too. sounds like a huge sticking point in this. Uh, sticky. Oh, <laughs> thank you. All right, Jane, have okay. a great one. Fly safely. Take care. All right. See you later. CNBC's Jane Wells joining us live from Las Vegas this morning. And, uh, you know, um, no matter how you feel about marijuana, bottom line is, is it's legal in California. So now you have to deal with the fact that it is a business legally in California, however, not recognized by the feds. So there's still this big issue.
And uh, it's still, it's still, you know, people are like, I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I don't like pot. I don't smoke pot. I'm not into pot. I never have been. My, you know, we're not a pot family at all. However, you have to face that it is a huge growing commerce and that it is, you know, now that it's legal, some people say, oh, hey, that's better because you're not getting it from, you know, Joe Schmo on the street corner who's laced it with all kinds of crazy stuff. It's supposed to be better quality and all that. At the same time, there are huge commerce issues with it. So anyway, we'll see what comes out of it. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Ryan Burrow all about Clint Eastwood's new movie, Richard Jewell. Not necessarily about the movie, but about the lawsuit that the movie is now facing because of the way that one of the characters is portrayed. Plus traffic and your forecast on your wake-up call. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's a Wednesday morning, middle of the week. Handle on the news is just minutes away. Right now, let's say hello to ABC's Ryan Burrow. Ryan, I had no idea there was controversy when I booked my tickets online last night for Christmas Day to go see Richard Jewell. Then the ABC offering came out last night, and I read what you were going to talk about today, and I went, oh, I want to find out about this. What's going on with Clint Eastwood's new movie? Yeah, so so the movie focuses on Richard Jewell, uh, the suspect, wait, the good guy turned suspect turned good guy. Uh, when all was said and done after the Centennial Park bombing, you may remember he was uh, the guy who was pushing everyone away after spotting this uh, bag, this device, uh, and as he was pushing people away, uh, it exploded. And then people said, well, he saved a lot of lives. Uh, and then weeks later, there was a report in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that uh, – the FBI was targeting him as the potential primary suspect because of information he knew at the time, because of a similar attack that had happened. Uh, things just kind of seemed to line up in his direction. Uh, it turns out 12 weeks, weeks later, that wasn't the case. He was completely uh, exonerated of any accusations. Uh, they determined he, he was not involved. We ended up finding out uh, less than a decade later that Eric Rudolph was the guy who did that. He had bombed some other locations. But um, during this process, the reporter from the AJC uh, that uh, broke the story that he was the central focus of the FBI was a woman named Kathy Scruggs. Um, she was very flamboyant, uh, flamboyant in the newsroom, loud, boisterous, wore mini skirts, wore high boots, uh, shirts that maybe were cut a little too low, according to people who worked with her. Um, but in the movie, she's depicted as Olivia Wilde. And in the movie, she is depicted as someone who would trade sex for sourcing information. And now the AGC has come out and said, look, we know her. She did not do that. That's not true. There's no evidence uh, that she was this floozy who was trading sex for information. That's what eventually led to the, the Richard Jewell situation. Now, Scruggs can't defend herself. She died in 2001. She was 42 years old of a drug overdose. A lot of people think that everything that happened with Richard Jewell, the fallout, uh, kind of led to her, her health uh, spiraling down in those years that followed. So uh, the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, is demanding a, a disclaimer in the movie. Um, I've talked to some of the authors who uh, created the, the book that kind of led to this movie, or at least information that, that was used in this movie. Uh, they indicated to me they didn't have any information that, that she you know, had sex with, with FBI sources. So was this just a movie dramatization then, that portion of it? That's what it seems like. Uh, you know, in the, the, we haven't heard anything from Time or from Warner Brothers, uh, which uh, produced this movie. Uh, they said that uh, there is a disclaimer at the end, and of course, you know, anything in Hollywood is 
Hollywoodized to a certain extent. You know, not not everything is completely true. The authors I talked to said it's a good representation of Richard Jewell, uh, the things he went through. Um, but uh, there are some storylines that were followed that uh, may not necessarily be uh, factual. In that disclaimer, is it something like what we see on TV? You know, these are uh, this story is uh, based on facts, but uh, dramatized or, you know, what is the what it, the beginning of Law and Order? You know, names and things have been changed or whatever. Exactly. It's a, it's a portrayal. Um, but I think that what uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and its editor-in-chief wants is something more specific, saying, look, this is not who Kathy Scruggs was. And part of it is them getting this information out and us talking about it. So when people sit down and watch this movie, they realize that, hey, Olivia Wilde's character may not be who this person actually was. But the irony of all of this, right, is that Kathy Scruggs did a story that was false or at least portrayed someone in a false light that was eventually overturned and now she's in a situation where she can't defend herself or now she's being accused of you know some kind of false thing that happened that may not have actually happened yeah because just because somebody dresses a little flamboyantly or whatever the case may be in the newsroom does not mean that that's how they got their stories but at the same time in hollywood if you're saying that we're, you know, we are doing a dramatization based on a real story, then you've got to understand that if you're somebody who's portrayed in that movie, that you could be portrayed in a bad light based on whatever direction that movie wants to take the actual plot. Um, But on the other hand, I look at it as, it's kind of cool that her company, where she's, you know, been passed for 18 years, is coming back and saying, hey, we still want to defend her honor. This isn't who she was. Well, absolutely. And they're still defending everything that went down, I mean, during that whole time with, with Richard Jewell in the first place. I mean, it's been kind of a, a black mark on, on their reporting, but uh, they were uh, there. They were at the scene. They were working their sources. And you'll see it in the movie. And, and the book, by the way, is called The Suspect by uh, Kent Alexander and Kevin uh, uh, Salwin. Uh, they were the ones who, who I talked with about kind of the more historical aspect of it all. All right. Thanks so much, Ryan. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Take care. All right. See you later. I'll let you know after Christmas. Oh, no, I won't because it won't be here after Christmas. Anyway, that's my plan on Christmas Day is to go and see that movie. But I literally booked the tickets yesterday morning and then read about the controversy last night and went, oh, well, it's going to put a whole new light on how I watch that movie. This is KFI and KOSTHD2 Los Angeles. Really, John? Really? SoCal weather from KFI. Mostly sunny today. Highs in the low to mid-60s. Then we could reach 70 by tomorrow. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. Handle on the news starts now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.